Hello and welcome to Foreign Goal. Thank you for joining us today from wherever you are in the world for the Sunday show. I'm Simon Graham and I'm joined today by my three side chicks, Adam, Gary and Bill. How's it going guys? You've definitely been drinking that red wine, haven't you? Side chicks. No one's side chick. <laughs> it's, it's the main chick or nothing for I'm, Gary. I'm your main chick or we have nothing. Exactly. Just a wife or I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Living swiftly on. <laughs> And today is a very special day. Today marks the 10th episode of the show. We've been doing this for about two and a half months now. Have you enjoyed yourself so far? Feels like two and a half years. Yeah, it's been it's been a cracking, cracking two two and a half months, is it? It uh, does feel like longer though. It has. It feels like an eternity. Yeah, in a good in a good way. In a good way. And to mark today's special landmark, we'll be answering your questions. But before we do, please take a moment of your time to head over to Facebook and check out our channel partner, Mandrews95. He provides some great streaming content and is the self-proclaimed best Call of Duty player in his house. So do head over to his Facebook page at Mandrews95. Now we have a lot to cover today, guys. So let's, let's kick things off today with the listeners' questions. So... Perhaps, Nabil, you can read today's questions. Wolves are beating Arsenal, by the way. Yes, I've just seen that. Pedro Neto. Um, breaking news, breaking news. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'll, uh, shall I do the honours then, Sai? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Cool. So, the first question comes in from none other than Gaz Gardner, who asks, our greatest all-time Premier League eleven. All right, let's start with goalkeeper. We'll, we'll go for a four-three-three, so we can include Declan Rice in the holding <laughs> role. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, who's going in goal? Um, okay, so for me, check. Ooh, oh, Schmeichel, surely. Mm. Yeah, those Premier are the League two. Was, was Schmeichel the... in the Premier League era? Or was he in the like the Division One era? No, he was. He was in the Premier League era, mate. What was the Premier League? Yeah, era? he was there at the 19... two thousand. Yeah, uh, Premier League era started in nineteen ninety-two. So yeah, yeah. ninety two. Is, uh, is there anyone anyone playing now you think can compete with those two? Uh, if De Gea, oh, if De Gea yeah. didn't drop off the way he has done in the last few years, then I would have said De Gea. We're, we're talking greatest ever, Petr Cech, surely greatest ever. I don't remember him having like a bad season. He, I'm gonna go with Peter Schmeichel purely because of the fact that he helped United win a lot of league titles during his. Well, I feel yeah. like Joe Hart was a really good Premier League goalkeeper. <laughs> that's, that's another one, though. If he didn't go and absolutely flop, he'd have been fine. Didn't he yeah. did, unfortunately. If you look if at he, his if... proper Premier League career, though, with City, he was one of the best. Yeah, yeah, at the time. But the same for De Gea. He was good for a period of time. So... Yeah, but he's still playing. <laughs> but like, if he, if, like... yeah, but he's still playing. Is he, is he like, still playing? Sit... Where is he Hart, these days? Hart only dropped first. off. Hart only dropped off really the last few years, which was expected anyway because of his age. Like he still had a very long period at City. Yeah, Pear Check could still come out of retirement apparently and play football. That's how good he was and still is. Like Joe Hart binned it as soon as Pep Guardia told him he wasn't very good. Well, Gary, Gary, who gets your serious vote? <laughs> You're trying to say I'm not being serious right now? <laughs> no, because we, we know you love that's a contract. Massive, that's, that's massive that disrespect to Joe Hart, mate. <laughs> Like, I hope he's listening to hear. I hope you, so. He's so Joe, if you're, li- if you're listening, Joe, you screwed up your chance. I'm sorry. Nah, I'm in sorry. all seriousness, I, I'm going with Shaq as well. Thank you very much. Okay. Two to, uh, Even um, when he left Chelsea for Arsenal, which was a bit of a cuntish move. Okay, <laughs> but, I'm willing to budge on this because they're both great and we're probably going to have a lot of United players in there anyway. So, yeah. I'm going to go Peter Cech and That's go. Fair. That's fair enough. We're not going to have any United players. <laughs> 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 Right, uh, centre back. Arsenal one all. 
centre back. Centre back. John Terry. John JT. Terry. Yeah. JT. Yeah, he read my mind. Yeah. JT. I was <laughs> Basically, Chelsea's best. At, no, but he has to be up there though. He's he like has one to be in solid centre backs, and even like the man. I can't say his name. Vidic. Even Ferdinand. Oh, there's a even, lot of options. And, Tony Adams. Well. Tony Adams as well. The Invincible. Leslie King. Leslie King. Yeah, Leslie King. Up, up, there, though, for, up there for winning stuff. Let's do how good their career was whilst they're playing then. Cause... I'd say John Terry is one of my centre backs. Yeah. Yeah, well, we all agree on John Terry, but we. So who about our second? Rio. Ferdinand. Right. Yeah. I was going to say Rio Vidic. Colo Torre. Co- Colo Torre wasn't a bad shout for a period of time, but. Three clubs he was at. Very good at all three. Yeah. You know, you can't argue with that. I don't know. I, yeah, but I wouldn't say he was up there as the best of all time. Rio uh, won I think Rio, Rio was very good. Rio and JT. Okay, Rio and JT. Yep. And fullbacks. Ashley Cole left back for me. Mm. Most consistent left back in the Premier League era, in my opinion. I, I, yeah, I'd struggle to argue with that, to be fair. Leighton Baines was good for a time as well, but you, <laughs> yeah. Gary evidently doesn't agree on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Why why was nobody asking for a serious suggestion? (laughs) 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 Um, Just wait wait for Gary to say Glenn Johnson is right back. Oh, mate. He he was good. Like you said, he was good for a period of time, but he tailed off very badly. I agree with Ashley Cole left back. But right back, there's no one better than Martin Kelly. (laughs) <laughs> Martin Kelly, yep. yeah, yeah, still an upcoming talent. Yeah, still, still young Martin Kelly in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, that? that's a hard one. Right back, right, right back. back. Never ever been for me. Gary Neville, massive. Gary Neville, yeah, yeah. Pot- potentially Gary Neville. How about Zabaleta? How about Zabaleta? Yeah, that's I was about. Yeah, okay. about, yeah, yeah that mixes good. it up a bit, so we don't have the full England backline. Yeah, team that never won anything. And he was yeah. great, though, yeah, for City, won it for years. Okay, yeah. so um, CDM. Oh, it's gonna be interesting. Are we having two CDMs? Yeah, yeah. Who are you going for? Vieira. Yeah, I was gonna throw out Makaleli in there, but he was good too. I yeah, think Vieira was like an upgraded Makaleli. Yeah, okay. So, are we doing three hold? Are we doing sorry, are we doing a holding midfield? So we're having three midfielders, yeah? Yeah, and then two just. Because going to be a fight. This is where the fight comes in. Gerard or Fred. Yaya Torre. Yaya Torre, I'm going to say. I'm going to go. That's not a bad shout, actually. It's not a bad shout, but I'm going to back my man, Stevie G, and Frankie Lamps as well. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah, it's, it's hard to argue. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, there's so many okay. centre I could say Fabregas, yeah. Skulls, um, Rory Keane, um, Shabby Lonzo as well. Like, there's yeah. so many centre mids, but I, I guess okay. Gareth, Gareth Barry. Gareth Barry, of course. Who can forget Gareth Barry? He's, so, good for you know, He's got like the most appearances in, in centre midfield. So, yeah. In Premier League. So he's had a very okay. good career. Okay. So, okay. And um, so, for, so, yeah, so Lampard, Vieira, and Gerard in the midfield. Yep. Vieira in the that holding pace. role. So for for front three, as you know, a lot of teams used to play a four four two, it can you know obviously be a right sided midfielder or a or a winger. As such, I'm but we'll... gonna okay, so I'm gonna throw some names out here. So Henri okay. and Ronaldo would be in my team. Okay. On the wings. Mm. On the wings. Either wings. Ronaldo, Ronaldo used to play on the right. Because he wasn't here for very long. Who's been here the longest and done it like he left after a few yeah, seasons? But even... Ronaldo Ronaldo has has yeah, but how are we defining greatest then? 
Yeah. Yeah. If, just, if we had Messi in the league, surely Messi would automatically be in. Yeah. But it's a mixture of quality and accomplishments, I think. Yeah, a mixture of both. Yeah, and Freddie Lundberg then on the left. Huh? You say Adam Johnson? Freddie no. Lundberg. <laughs> oh, Freddie Lundberg. Freddie Lundberg. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think Adam Johnson's allowed to be in for obvious reasons. Uh, personally, for me, I'd go with Ronaldo and Henri as the two wingers slash inside forwards. Henri, oh, you could, you could, yeah, I'd say Henri, but. Henri had a legacy like no other forward. Do you think Hazard has a shout? He has a shout, but I wouldn't put him in <laughs> above Henri or <laughs> yeah, I, w- I wouldn't put him above um, Ronaldo or Henri in, as like mm. wingers slash inside forwards. Um, so yeah, okay. Are we Adam Gary? Any argument with that? Not really. I'm, I'm struggling to think of anyone that could match that. Really, like I mean, Ryan Giggs. Like, are we not even giving him a shout? Yeah, no, that's the thing. Yeah. There's so many you Giggs can name. Right, yeah. Giggsy was great, wasn't he? Giggsy was great. Even like, if, if even if we're talking like the '90s, Eric Cantona would would be in. Yeah, the show. exactly. 100%. There's so many you could name in that position. Mm. Okay, I guess. But what are we going to okay. conclude with? That's a hard one. I'm I'm going to agree with Nabil on this one. Henri and Ronaldo. I think they the most talented, and between them. You know, they won a fair amount. So, so for striker, then I'm putting Didier Drogba down. I'm going Kunaguero. Longevity. Oh, that's hard to... I'm going to Rooney then. <laughs> Rooney. Oh, Rooney is a good shout. RVP. Even Suarez, you could argue to an extent. Robbie Kane. Drogba. I think, I think the Suarez, the thing... The best, Andy yeah. Carroll. Andy Carroll, yeah. Lots yeah. of good names. Um, for Adam me, Johnson. oh yeah, of course. Uh, Adam, play, sorry, Adam, Adam <laughs> for me, the two that make sense is Rooney or Aguero, only because I feel like those are the two that made they have made the biggest impact for the club. With Drogba, he was always, I guess, in part of that great. You put Chelsea. Benteke in there, though, you got that different style of play. <laughs> you don't remember Benteke is not a dream 11 <laughs> <laughs> name your best crouch yeah um, okay in all seriousness uh, I think Rooney just edges it for yeah. me but okay um, Adam mm, I wouldn't go for Rooney I'd, I'm still I'm still going to drop it I'll, I'll, maybe, if we're going for anyone it's got to be Aguero because okay. all around technical ability so that's that, that would make it a tie then if you're going with Aguero it's got to be a all around technical ability, but Rooney can literally play anywhere on the pitch. Aguero just... solely relies on just being in the box. But just think happening. about the goals. Think about the goals Aguero scored down the years. Even oh, now. Yeah, like, yeah, think about just... the goals Rooney has scored down the years. Yeah, but <laughs> like... Aguero is more prolific than Rooney. That's what I'm saying. I'll go for Rooney because he actually won stuff. Aguero's only really won the Premier League. Rooney won okay. Champions Leagues and other stuff as well, etc. Et that's, that's very fair of you. Okay, and if, if we have to go for a 12th man, so one sub, one person in any position who should have made it on, on, on the team, mm. who, would, who would our 12th man be? Seth Fabregas. John Arnarita. John Arnarita, that's a <laughs> good shout. James um, Milner, because he can play anywhere. <laughs> he's, he's won a lot. He has, won won a lot. He has actually he's won a lot. He does come yeah. under the category of this greatest 11. No, I'm joking. Um, I'm going to go with Ryan Giggs, I think. Yeah, okay. I think, yeah. yeah, I'm happy with that. You cool. didn't even mention him earlier. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but he he's not going to make it. Not 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 like, you weren't even prepared to say his name earlier, and now he's your 12th man. No, he's, a, he's an impact player, right? An impact sub, mate. Impact sub. <laughs> okay, so we have Peter Chess and Goal. This is the Allen situation all over bloody game. Ashley Cole, John yeah. Terry, Rio and Zabaleta, Pierre yeah. Lampard, Gerard, Henri, Rooney, Limburg, with Ryan Giggs on the bench. Wait, we went with so. Freddie Longberg instead of Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, so I wrote Limburg. Um, oh, I mean, mate. You're really oh, mate. Yeah, Ronaldo. <laughs> okay, right. So, right. yeah, Ronaldo, Henri, and Rooney up top. Cool. Uh, shall we move right. on to the next question? Great manager, obviously, yep. Fergie. Oh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. No one's arguing with that one either. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Next question. Moyes in a close second. you got to consider him. you got to consider him, lads. <laughs> Cool. So our next question comes in from Dwayne Ebanks, who asks, "Who is the top six these days?" Now, okay, shall I shall I go first oh. on this one because I think this hasn't really yeah, changed ahead, a lot. One so, question. Liverpool, Spurs, it's City, United, Chelsea, and Arsenal. That's going to be my top six if we're talking historically speaking as well. Yeah, I mean these days. Oh, not Wait, okay. Okay, well, Wait, I think surely. <laughs> no, I do agree was... with that top six anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think for these days, but that's considered the last ten years, maybe just to round it off a little bit. So these days, maybe the last five, ten years, who's been consistently the most there? Yeah, yeah, and that's I mean, where I can see why Simon said Leicester because they have consistently in the last four or five years been there. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's the uh, only team I can really see pushing for a space in there. Um, I mean, you can't say Southampton or Everton, who are currently sat there, because that's just... They haven't consistently been yeah. there for the last or five years or so. Um, exactly. So if Leicester did take a spot, who would it be from? That's the question. Would it be Arsenal? Well, you, United? Could, you, could, you could pull Arsenal out of it, because how consistent have they been in the last four or five years making top six? But they have been up there a little bit, though. But yeah, it's always at a stretch. Um is it the top six, yeah, not the top ten. I can do top can, six. Top, top six. six. Yeah. Liverpool, City. <laughs> not doing a ten. That'd be too hard. I thought you said ten percent. Really. <laughs> Here all day. Um, obviously Liverpool. Who's the top City. seventeen? <laughs> top, those are top twenty Premier League teams. <laughs> no, let me fin- let me finish. Liverpool, City, Spurs. As much as it pains me to say it, um, Leicester. Would I put Wolves in there? Would, would anyone, would, 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 you're laughing at Garen. Wait, if you're one, mate, you're going to you're going to probably feel like Crystal Palace. I've, I've already right. agreed with the Bills six, so I don't need to give a six. <laughs> so sometime today, mate. I've given up. I don't know if I do the last two teams are now. <laughs> nah, I agree with your point with Leicester, but I just think Arsenal is still a bigger club. Not in the yeah, last five years. I, I, I think they're still a bigger club, but they're just very underperforming at the moment yeah. and. I've just to mix it up. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna probably stay with Adam here and just say Leicester over Arsenal. What if if that's what you're saying, Adam? Because you haven't quite finished your list. But... <laughs> well, I was gonna finish it. I was just getting slated every time I said something. So um, two one like Wolves. That. Two one Wolves. You gotta start it with breaking put them in the news. Big if you're scared of listeners like that, you gotta put breaking news in front and do a little jime. Well, I'm sure by the time they've listened, they'll know. We need a, a little. If, if, if the time it comes out, they'll know a full time result. You need a little jing- jingle, Gary, like doo 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 boop. I'll just say the score and then who two. Okay. 
<laughs> so Adam, right. what's your top six going to be, mate? Let's finish off this question. It lagged out there. I assume you asked me the question. Uh, Liverpool, City, Leicester. Look, you know, I said maybe Spurs and Chelsea. There you go. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's move on. Cool. Right. Next question comes in from Tom Graham. I'm sure you know him very well, Si. Never um, spoke to him for 20 minutes. I've never heard of him in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Who, in your opinion, will be the next big thing in tennis? Tom asks. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, for a while, I thought it might be Nick Kyrgios, or Kyrgios, however you say it. Kyrgios. Um, do you think he's, he's past that now? I, I know he's not old, but he's, he's like um He's an enigma. He's uh, on his day. He can be one of the best players on the on the on the tour, but then uh-huh. he just seems to have these yeah crazy moments. I, ultimately, it just comes down to his mentality. I don't think he's got the mentality to be a like a Dominic TM, for example, someone that's gonna yeah. go on to win Grand Slams. Uh, Is TM in that position where he could potentially be like not the next Roger Federer? Because I know he's probably late twenties now, TM. Mm. But do you think he can be the next? face of tennis once those guys do retire or i think so i think well so far in my opinion he's the only one that i've seen the signs from uh-huh. not and that's not because he's he's won a grand slam because Fabrinka and murray won grand slams in the the big three era as well but i just think yeah he's the one that's shown like he has the mentality to go on and do it but i wouldn't yeah. necessarily say he would be my pick for the next big thing i would okay I'd still go with maybe Alexander Zverev, but again, okay. it, there's question marks around him as well. Does he have the mentality to cut it at the very highest, highest level in a Grand Slam final? But he has been to, he, he obviously played uh, TM in the US Open final. Uh, yeah, okay. So, yeah, he'd be my pick personally. And he's still young as well. Gary, curious to get your opinion on this too. Well, it depends on what you're talking about. The next big thing, because you mentioned TM, but he's 27. But yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. So, you know, uh, I mean, in this scenario, already. I guess Nadal, Federer, and Djokovic have all retired. Who is the next, you know, world number one? The guy who's carrying. I mean, it's hard to say because there'll probably be a few people. But who do you think will be the most successful out of? Well, I'm going to go for Yannick Sinner, who I've mentioned a few times on the podcast before already. Okay. He's only 19. He hasn't won anything yet. Like major wise, but he's won a few of the ATP level tournaments, and he looks a really good player. And okay. out of that young group that are just coming through now, he he looks the most promising. What Obviously, Zverev, like yeah, he he looks good, but he's around that 23, 24 mark, like mm. Zverev. So they can both definitely dominate tennis for the next five to ten years. But I think Sinner's definitely someone who's going to win a few Grand Slams during his career. Whether okay. he dominates, I don't know, but he's definitely one of the next big things in cool. the tennis world. Okay. I think, uh, yeah, let's move on. Cool. And obviously, Corey Guff in the women's. Yeah. She looks yes. like she's just going to dominate it for years to mm. come. Definitely. Okay. So moving on, our next question comes in from Ed Freeland, who asks, does Lewis Hamilton deserve a knighthood? Um, for yes. those of you that for those of our viewers that don't know, uh, it's rumoured that in the New Year's Honours list, uh, Lewis Hamilton will be getting knighted. So it will probably most likely be Sir Lewis Hamilton. 
as of 2021. Fully deserved, surely. I mean, he's just broke so many records. Yeah. I don't watch F1, but I mean, I'm looking at the stats. It's, you know, that's uh, all time great right there. And I think he deserves a night here, definitely. Yeah. I think for what he's given to a sport and just, yeah, Formula One specifically, but just generally what sort of he's achieved as a, a black man as well in a, in a sport that's traditionally been dominated um, by, yeah, it's not, it's not been a great, uh, great sort of um great barrier diverse sport i guess yeah yeah um i just think he's been inspirational and and he deserves it for his accomplishments to go level with michael schumacher in world titles fully deserved in my opinion yeah no 100 agree um as much as it's for people complaining it's boring watching him every week doing the same thing on the track he's still one of the greatest drivers he's now one of the best of all time um he's always out there pushing the boundary as neville said with um with what he does in the sport and he also pushes the boundary for other areas as well like um, environment the environmental sustainability um, yeah he's always pushing the boundaries in every every area not just just not just down to the color of his skin it's down to he, he really does go out there and try to make the world a better place and on top of what he does as a sport as well it's a great thing to see yeah certainly great yeah, ambassador. I, agree. I don't think we need to mention the color of his skin though like what he's achieved on the track over and over again just he should be knighted for that yeah, absolutely. One is just unbelievable. Oh, yeah, yeah. regardless, yeah, yeah. still, it's not, it's not, it, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know how many drivers have, um, I don't know how to say this without saying it the correct way. How do I say it the correct way? How many black men like him have done that in Formula One, let alone any other sport? You don't get many at the top of their games. So it's good to see that, you know, sports becoming accessible for everyone in the world. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Definitely. I think we're all in agreement on that one. Cool. Moving on. Cool. So our last question comes in from Mike Andrews or Mandrews95, who asks, what football team would you guys support if you didn't support Liverpool or West Ham? Interesting. Okay. I'm going to go first on this one, actually, just in case anyone steals my one. Um, So to be honest, I'm not going to tell my life story, but growing up, probably the biggest football fan in my life was my brother. And he was a massive Leeds fan. And if it wasn't for me, and my love of Stevie G, I probably would have followed my brother into onto the Leeds train, who he ultimately ditched for Chelsea and then Wolves, and I don't know who he supports right now. But um, I, th- I think I would have stuck with Leeds because um, I'm not really the type of person to just change teams. So if it wasn't Liverpool, I would have followed my brother over to Leeds. And I think they're a likeable team too, even you know right now <laughs> what they're doing. They're um, Everyone seems to like the Leeds project, you know. They weren't back then, mate. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not not for Liverpool fans back then. They weren't. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Cool. So yeah, that's mine. Okay, uh, I'll go next, and it's a bit controversial, but I do have reasons for it. So if I wasn't a okay. Liverpool supporter, City. I'd actually no, no, no. I'd actually be a Man United, United supporter. Oh, yeah. I knew, I, I knew you were going to nah, say nah, Man United. A, so this I knew is, you were say. Did you say Man United? Yeah, no, no. Let me explain my reasons. Let me get. Let me explain my reasons for this. Okay, I'm gonna talk over you now. Yeah, so, we'll give him a chat. We'll give him a chat. I wonder if he doesn't get fed up of Liverpool losing anymore. Oh, <laughs> shut, shut up! Shut up! <laughs> um, okay, so the reasons for this is I actually I was actually born in a family of United supporters, and sure you were. destiny had it that I just I guess I got lucky and supported Liverpool. Because I definitely would not like enjoy supporting. United You're born in Luton, right though, mate. Why yeah, you yeah. 
Yeah, but you know me. It's Luton. No offense to anyone that's from Luton. <laughs> they were a decent side back in the day. They were. They got to. They played an FA Cup tie against Liverpool in two thousand five to six and two thousand seven to them. Congratulations. <laughs> they made a lot of money, but they played a tie. <laughs> they did get replay. for their match. <laughs> they bloody. They did get replay as well. To be fair. Um, but no, yeah, no. controversial. I know. I but... wasn't expecting that. I know. I know, that. mate. It's. I don't, I don't love you any less for it. <laughs> Thank, thanks, man. It means a lot. Okay, Adam and Gary. Adam's Burnley. Oh, <laughs> oh can we go Ipswich? Ipswich. Oh, good. no. Why? You can't give me a team. I can give you a team. That's the thing, though. I, that, that, that's, this is a hard one. Because obviously, before West Ham, I hated football. And I still oh, probably hate, I still do hate football. Um, who would it be? It's, it's a really hard one. Because obviously, you guys gave me Burnley back in school. Um And I was only I was only going to be a Liverpool fan because of you lot as well. So I really, I really have no backup team. It'd have to, if it was going to be anyone, it'd end up being bloody Aldershot and they're shit. So I don't, know, I don't have much of a backup choice. <laughs> Can I just pick someone I want would have wanted to support? Yeah, a team that you like. Like maybe your second. It hasn't got to be a team yeah, you would have picked. Surely you like like a team star of play or something. Yeah, like what? Who would not another Premier like League right team? Now. Okay, it can be anywhere in the world. It's only, uh, only ever like uh, there was the one Champions League final I wanted Real Madrid to win, so it'd be Real Madrid probably. That's probably about Ooh, it. Glory Hunter. Was that the one <laughs> when we were in Bulgaria? I'm joking. No, 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 this was when they Now you mention it. You know, do you remember the, the, the one where Bale ran off the pitch and came back on and scored? That's the only one I wanted Madrid to win. I can't remember who they were playing, but. That's just I was supporting them at the time. It's any other team I can think of, I like their style of play. Okay, nice choice. And GP? I'll just go for all shot, mate. Yeah. All shot. Um, I followed them anyway. It's a simple lad, that Gary Painter. Yeah, I followed them. My first game was all accurate and Stanley, you know, so I'll just go for them. Easy peasy. Good good choice. Very good choice. Okay. Support Uh, your uh, local uh, club, uh, (laughs) Neville. You're a great example, Gary, to the youth. <laughs> um, let's move on from the Q&A. Thank you to everyone that sent your questions and that we had a, a ton of fun answering them. Um, now we're going to have a very short segment just to talk about Maradona, who, of course, passed away in the week. And it feels only right that we, you know, pay him some respect by just, you know, discussing his, his legacy, really. Um, I mean, we, we grew up in a generation where we never got to experience Man- Maradona playing football, so... It's hard to have that goat discussion, but if we had to, would you guys say he was the greatest of all time um, to play football? One of the. One of the, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was definitely top four. Top four. I think he'd probably have been fourth, though, behind Pele, Messi and Ronaldo in that order. Mm. Yeah, I was... He's one of, obviously it's hard. It's really hard to comment on it when um, I've never, I've never actually seen him play in my lifetime. Exactly. But what he, from the highlights I've seen and the way he's been respected since he's passed away, um, yes, you'd have to say he's obviously one of the most respected players, and he probably was one of the greatest of all time. Um, as a football player, it's hard to agree with how he lived his life off the pitch because we all know of his habits. Um, that's the only one of the reasons I struggled to sort of fully grasp it um mm. he's still respected nonetheless what we did on the football pitch we do the same with Paul Gascoigne people still love him and he's a bit mental um I would say he's one of the best of all time and you have to respect what he did on the pitch and you have to go past the hand of God incident as well that's all yeah. one of the sticking points that people tend to struggle to look past and the bill 
Yeah, I, I agree with you guys. I think he's one of the, the greats of the game. For me, and I actually watched the uh, the Maradona movie a few months ago, and it was a real eye-opener, because up until that point, I didn't, I didn't really know like what he sort of achieved on the pitch, as well as some of the stuff he got up to off the pitch, other than the, the sort of main things being the World Cup in 86. But just some of the achievements that he had on the pitch, leading a, an, a really unfancied Napoli side to a Serie A title in those days, uh, when you factor in that Napoli have only ever won two Serie A titles and they were both happening when Maradona was in playing for them, it's just an incredible achievement. That's basically the equivalent of like a Newcastle winning the, the Premier League these days. So that in itself, but even even then, what he stood for as a footballer, so the legacy that he had and sort of the things he achieved to single-handedly basically win Argentina World Cup is just incredible. Yeah. And, and it just wouldn't happen these days. Like, I, I can't like, Messi, we've been saying for so long over the last 10 to 15 years or whatnot, can Messi or Ronaldo lead their sides to a an international, to a World Cup or even an international trophy? Now, you can argue to an extent that Ronaldo did, although he was injured in the final. So, yeah. But just a, just an incredible footballer. It's just a shame that some of the, he sort of lost his way off the pitch. I think he struggled with fame, his fame a lot because uh-huh. he's revered. He's revered in Napoli and Argentina, of course. And I, I feel like in the prime of his career, he sort of struggled with that, like almost godlike status, really. And that's where he, he sort of went off the rails a bit. But an incredible, incredible footballer, nonetheless. I think he's already slightly off the rails while still playing, to be fair. Like you hear stories like, especially with Paul Gascoigne, where they talk about already being completely off their nut, like it during a game and stuff like that. And it just shows you how different the game is now. Because if a player even like smokes or does some kind of drug, they're banned pretty much. Whereas back then, it was just normal for Maradona to do a whole line of cocaine before a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, but my favourite story to come out of him dying, like obviously not good that he's died, but is the linesman at the World Cup against England has kind of taken credit for his goal, his second goal, obviously, and just said, oh, he's basically just said, oh, I kept on playing the advantage. If it wasn't for me, he wouldn't have scored. And I, I just think that's great. You know, he's basically going, yeah, it's because it's all down to me. Like, you lot, you lot wouldn't have seen one of the greatest goals of all time if it wasn't for me. And he also put down the fact that um, he actually saw the handball from the hand of God goal, but he d- didn't do anything because of where his assistant had a better view. Um, oh, and it was apparently the rules were the assistant had to basically flag it because he had the better view. So, like, it's really interesting. There's some of the stories that are coming out now. Yeah. And not only one of the greatest technically, but one of the most influential in the game. Mm-hmm. And he will be missed, certainly. So we're now moving to the next segment of the show, which is our sports roundup. So who wants to kick things off? Let's pick a sport and discuss it. Should we kick off with cricket? <laughs> oh, yeah, let's get it out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Lead us in. No, go ahead, Neville, go ahead. Cool. Um, so let's start off with the Australia versus India, uh, the ODI series. So lot, most recent ODI actually happened in the early hours of this morning. Um, Australia won that and they've taken the series 2-0. I guess sort of summarise it for our viewers um, in the last two matches. It's been really high scoring 
Australia have posted some extravagant totals, like 390 in a, in a 50 over format for context is just crazy. Um, and then they posted 370 odd today as well. Um, Steve Smith scored 200 as well. So yeah, they've, they won that series. There's still one more match to play there, but um, they've taken the series on that one. Um, moving on to the England versus South Africa, the T20 series. Similar situation, uh, a lot more closer, close, close fought than the England, uh, Australia India matches. But um, England won today's game as well uh, to take an unassailable 2 0 lead in the series. Uh, David Malan scored a 50. Um, and in the first match, Johnny Bairstow, who was actually had some question marks going into that match about whether he'd be the one to drop out. Because right now, England are in a really weird place, especially in their limited overs teams where. They have so much firepower and so many match winners. It's almost like hard picking who you have to leave out. And mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of the pundits were saying, oh, let's leave Johnny out. But I thought it was a, it was a nice reminder um, to everyone that Johnny Bairstow still has so much to offer for that England team. <clears throat> um, and he's still on his day one of the best um, ODI uh, limited overs batsmen in the world. And then the last sort of major series that's been going on has been New Zealand versus West Indies, and that's been another T20 series. So similar situation. New Zealand won this morning um, to take a 2-0 series lead with one to play. So they've won the series on that one. Uh, highlights for today's sort of match was that Glenn Phillips smashed the fastest ever T20-100 by New Zealand batsman, just of 46 deliveries, which is insane. But it's sort of become the norm, I guess, in the T20 format. A lot of batsmen score hundreds off 50 deliveries, 60 deliveries. But even then, yeah, incredible achievement getting 40-odd. But yeah, so I guess you could say in a way, sort of the, the big three sides have won this in the respective series. Yeah. Are there fans at these games to build? Yes. So the England-South Africa one, there's no fans. But the mm -hmm. Australia-India, uh, there's there's been fans there. And I believe there's been uh, fans at the New Zealand West Indies games as well. I, in a way, it sort of reflects the situation in their countries. I feel like Australia and New Zealand yeah. have handled the pandemic very well. Hence why they're, I guess, ahead in their, what, what do you call it, their progress with mm. COVID compared to uh, okay. like the UK and uh, South Africa, for example. But no, it's been it's been nice watching some of these games with the fans here, it's, uh, especially in Australia. It's a lovely place to, to watch cricket. Um, yeah and yeah lovely but Great. eventful eventful few days in, in the on the cricket scene and forgive my complete lack of cricket knowledge but with these um these test games yeah is there is there anything at stake here when they play these or do they basically treat it like a friendly i know there's no trophy or anything is it just bragging rights or um so these series is they there's just ranking points on offer but okay. for the t20 for example we, there's a there's a World Cup coming up next year. It was supposed to happen uh -huh. around this time this year, but the, uh -huh. the pandemic that's been um, postponed to next year. So it's all, in a way, it's not only just ranking points, but to uh -huh. fine tune your side and really get prepared for next year's World Cup with the ODI series because there's not a, a World Cup in the horizon until 2023, I believe. Um, it's just ranking points on offer. Uh, but okay. you got to remember, a lot of these guys haven't played international cricket for a while since the pandemic. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, in, a, in a sense, it's it's good to get get the dust off the cobwebs. 
Makes sense, yeah. Cool. Um, okay, who wants to go next? Which sports shall we look at next? Go to sport, the darts, if you like. Darts. Yeah, let's go to darts. Go on, leaders in with the darts, Gary. So, obviously, last what weekend we uh, was the conclusion of the Grand Slam of darts on the Monday night. Uh-huh. Um, it actually saw a shock result of Jose de Souza. Uh, he beat Whitlock 16-12 in the semifinals for being James Wade uh, 16-15 in the uh, 16-12 again in the final. Uh, Wade had actually beaten Dimitri van den Berg, who was on unbelievable form in the early stages of the final 16-15 in what was a very uh, well rocking horse of a game to be honest. Like It was just so back and forth the whole game. Um, but Wade edged it. But yeah, Jose D'Souza, uh, nobody expected him to really even get to the quarters this year. Um, and obviously we're not doing moments of the week just yet, but he is in there for me and I'll tell you why later. Um, but also this week, the Players' Championship 2020 started, like the finals. So basically over the course of the season, every player can take part in the Players' Championship events. And during them events... Like they're all non-major events um, and they're normally played during the week when there isn't anything else going on. Basically, the more prize money you gain in them, the more strength you got playing in this big major tournament. Um, so that's how that's made up. And there was no real surprises so far. The top three seeds are all in the quarterfinals, which is being played tonight. Um, and then the fi- both semifinals and final are tonight. But Michael Van Gerwen... Peter Wright and Gerwin Price are all in there. And yeah, nothing really exciting has happened during this tournament. Okay. I always thought you'd make a good darts player, Gary. Well, I'm not very good at reaching the board. It's the kind of sport you can start, you know, in your 30s, 40s. It, it is. <laughs> and the reason Jose is why... <laughs> well, actually, you say that, but a lot of the darts players are getting much fitter. Like, look at Gerwin Price, for example. He switched from rugby to darts and he's in unbelievable uh, shape you actually find the players in much better shape like Dimitri Vandenberg are very skinny players yeah uh, so darts players definitely look Just after their weight name any player can these days <laughs> honestly yeah, like Jose the two's are the bit on the bigger side but no one's like piece of manly or anything like that where their belly's hanging out during <laughs> the game you know you don't you don't really see that anymore whereas back in the early 2000s that was the normal like everyone had a beer belly, but honestly, now they're in much better shape, and you can tell how much work they actually put into being a darts player. Mm, okay, interesting. Um, okay, who wants to go next? Maybe F1, Adam? Yeah, no, let's talk a bit about F1, really. Um, you would have thought it was a fairly standard weekend. It was going to be a fairly standard weekend of F1, really, overall. Um, practice the drivers were um, testing the tyres for the next weekend, um, next weekend, next season. Um, so they're all on the new compounds. Um, a lot of them were complaining about it, but um, hopefully those issues will be ironed out before next season. And um, they did say that their cars, obviously, they're racing currently on the um, this season's car. Next season cars might fare better with the new types of tyres. Um, practice is fairly standard. Um, so quali- in qualifying, um, Hamilton continued as dominance really um, on pole position again, which is the kind of rinse and repeat every week. You can record that and use it again next week if you want. Um, Bottas came in second, um, almost, almost, but nearly as the, is the case maybe with the Bottas all the time. He never quite beat um, Hamilton. 
Um, Verstappen and Albon, um, quite crucially, Albon in fourth on the grid. Um, still unconfirmed where he's going to be next season, Albon. Um, but he, he managed to get fourth. Um, Carlos Sainz started down in 15th after rear brake failure. Um, but most of the drivers really were in, in, in permission in, in positions they've been familiar with in most of the season. So it was a fairly, it was looking like a fairly standard race. Um, we get to race weekend. Um, and blimey, what a um, incident to have right at the start of the race. Um, you've all seen the videos now, but the race with the, I thought it personally, before the accident, it was a very good race start. Um, Verstappen found his way up to second. Um, some of the drivers that I favour got into good positions, but then unfortunately on the, sort of the sort of smaller straight coming up um at Bahrain. Um we don't quite know what happened to Grosjean. He made a move he probably shouldn't have done, but uh, unfortunately um Kvyat who he hit was in his blind spot so we didn't quite know he was there. Um he hit him, went straight into the barrier and um it's quite hard to explain what happened next really. His car burst into flames, his car Crazy. was completely, completely sheared in two. Um the impact with it was just it was incredible really and if um absolute miracle he survived i think everyone agrees that seen it. it's just it's, it's just it's unbelievable he survived there he was in the car for 30 seconds but it was basically an inferno um and the, the only thing that saved him was the halo which has now been put onto the cars in recent um seasons and it's not been controversial people haven't really wanted it because it makes the car look a bit ugly but what's the halo sorry so where the driver sits um You've got those bars around. It's basically like a roll cage, but it sits uh-huh. on it outside where the driver is. And in the past, you'd recognise a Formula One car. I wouldn't have it. It'd be it'd be the driver's head and then open air. But now there's a bit of like a like a halo, literally like a halo around his head and in front of him. Oh, um, okay. it, obscure, it obscures your view slightly because obviously there's a big column going right down the centre of your vision. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, if that if that wasn't there, he'd be dead, hundred percent. There's no doubt about it. He, there was, that's the only thing protecting him from the barrier um otherwise that had been him straight through the barrier and there's no way to survive so it was, it was really lucky he um survived that um and just shows it, you the, sorry it just shows you the risk of the sport yeah right? no exactly what hamilton said afterwards yeah. you, you, you can forget really how dangerous the sport is and then that today was just a wake-up call really mm. um it's just or a wake-up call just a reminder really we're lucky that the safety procedures are in place really and everyone's done a magnificent job um because it's obviously never been tested really until now mm-hmm. Um, that the safety precautions they've put in place um, actually work and they do. Um, so thankfully, Touchwood, um, he's all okay. He's been it's reported back he's in hospital. He's got a few broken ribs and some minor burns, but he has come out on the other side of that and it is, it's great to see. Um, so the race started again and then unfortunately Lance Stroll, um, he got hit by Kvyat again. Kvyat going for 2-0, trying to knock drivers out of the race for some reason. Um, flipped Stroll over. Um, Kvyat got a penalty if it was just been a bit clumsy really dithering about in the corner um stroll was okay though um looked quite painful he was sort of wedged against the concrete but he was okay um but then the race was very standard post that um drivers trying to make tactical decisions to get an advantage um but it ended up being hamilton verstappen and alex albon getting on the podium after perez unfortunately i guess it's good news for gary because he's a fan of mclaren i think aren't you gary um Perez's car sort of caught fire. He didn't catch fire. That was a result of whatever happened. His technical failure in the car caused him to lose out on third spot and completely pull out of the race, um, gifting Albon third spot, which in turn helped uh, McLaren um, get fourth and fifth, getting the extra points of the Constructors' Championship. Because they're looking for third, I believe, Gary. I think you can comment a bit more on that because obviously you've been following McLaren. Yes, I had Stroll uh, finished where he originally was. 
in fourth, then uh, Racing Point would have been third in the constructors with uh, one race left, two races. Yeah, two races. Uh, yeah. Um, so because he obviously didn't even finish the race in the end, uh, no McLaren, yeah, Racing Point got no points. McLaren got the points for fourth and fifth, which meant um, they moved up to third. And they've only got a small gap over Racing Point now, but obviously that's good for them because it means they'll get extra prize uh, money if they finish there at the end of the season, uh, which will obviously allow them to reinvest next season when yep. they've got Norris and Ricardo at the team, which yeah, is a good season. Yeah, this, and there's still a few seats that are unconfirmed for next season, but next season's looking like it's shaping up to be a good one with where the drivers are going to be at. Still a few unconfirmed seats as well. Um, Perez actually has a press conference lined up tomorrow to find probably announce where he's going to be. And at the moment, it looks like he's not going to have a team next season, which is unfortunate because I've, I've warmed to him a bit over the season. Um, I'm not his number one fan, but um, he's a great driver and unfortunately he doesn't like he's going to get a seat. But that's that. That's all for the race weekend this week. Next weekend it's Bahrain again with a slightly shorter and faster track layout, which will be interesting because um, it's going to be our first sub one minute lap um, for a long yeah. time in Formula One. So that's going to be an interesting race. Um, it's basically like it's a, 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 a NASCAR race. circuit. Yeah, I'm going to try and give that one just one big oval. Sorry, gone, si. I'm going to try and give that race a watch. I'm going to try and give that uh, race a watch next week. I should I should be watching more of this. You should be, yeah. Well, yeah. you should. It's definitely, unfortunately, today it was meant to start at two o'clock and finish about three thirty. I didn't finish watching it till five thirty, just due to the um, due to what happened. But um, definitely yeah. give it a watch next weekend. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a very short and fast race. Uh, you yeah. may not, you may not see much difference. It probably will still be Hamilton being the fastest car, but people are going to be um, giving it a bit more now. It's coming to the close of the season. Great stuff. Okay, cheers, guys. Um, we'll look at the NFL briefly. Um, so. A very big fixture this weekend is Kansas City Chiefs against the Buccaneers. Now, this is a lot of people have this as Super Bowl favorite contenders. Both of these teams, the Buccaneers for the NFC, Kansas for the AFC. Um, so it's definitely you know the fixture will be straight on after this po- podcast. So I recommend you guys go check it out. Even if you don't like watching NFL, it'll be a great game to watch. This is going to be too. It's good. It's, it's the. Um, the experience of Tom Brady against the youthfulness of Patrick Mahomes, and it really is old against the new, and it's just going to be... Um, I'm hoping it's going to live up to the, the hype that the game's getting, but it will certainly be, potentially, a, um, a look to what the Super Bowl could be like. Um, Broncos versus Saints this weekend. Interestingly, the Broncos will actually be playing without a quarterback because um, after Jeff Driscoll, their quarterback tested positive for COVID, the rest of the quarterbacks who were training with him had to isolate. So they'll be having a makeshift quarterback for, for this weekend, which is interesting. Which it's not unheard of, but it certainly sets them at a, an immediate disadvantage, especially against a good Saints side. Um, the, the Ravens are facing the same issue, a team very weakened by COVID. Steelers were the favourites going into the game anyway. So it's really hard to see any way that the Ravens are going to win this game, but we'll see because anything can happen in the NFL. And another kind of standout fixture for me this weekend is the Rams and the 49ers. So both teams, both well, the 49ers are on a losing streak right now and the Rams have really turned their season around, currently on a two-game win streak. And they've really emerged as a potential contender for the NFC out of nowhere, which is, um, it spices things up in the league, which didn't have so much competition before, um, earlier in the season at least. So 
A few games there to keep your eyes on. But so far, things are shaping up nicely in the NFL. Um, perhaps we, we better move over to, to the football. We haven't covered it yet. Um, let's briefly talk about the Premier League. I believe Wolves finished 2-1 against Arsenal. Was that right? No, it's second half, half time. started. Yeah. Oh, it's only, it's only half time. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, well, is, is Jimenez okay? Does anyone know? He's in hospital right now. He's alive. That's a good start. As it currently stands. Okay. Any, <laughs> any standout fixtures, you guys? As it currently stands. <laughs> okay. Any, any standout fixtures um, up, yeah, up this week? I think we're, we're going to have to talk about United, aren't we? I mean, yeah. Ole Nelly crashed it and then somehow resurrected it, didn't he, really? He did. Um, At least it wasn't a 1 0 um, Fernandez penalty. Yeah, yeah. at least there was some slight variation, but there's a little bit of controversy in that one, isn't there, Nabil? I'm sure you want to talk about Cavani's um, Instagram post, which is getting some heat, you'll be pleased to know. Um, Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't want to like dwell into the past because what's happened, what happened with the Suarez thing happened and rightfully, in my opinion, he got punished for it. But yeah, I think think there's a responsibility on players uh, to understand, I guess, what you would say in your, I guess, your current country of origin doesn't necessarily come across that way in the current yeah. the country you're you're being paid to work in, effectively. Um, I think it was a bit, yeah. It's, it's not, like, I, from his point of view, I'm sure there's there's nothing, like, there's no harm in, like, he didn't mean any harm with it. And it's actually a quite common phrase, um, from what I understand, in uh, for Uruguayan people to say that word. I'm not gonna delve into it uh, too much, but yeah, half an hour later. But yeah, I listen. He'll probably just get a telling off from the FA, or worst case scenario, maybe a, a one match ban for it, and a, a warning that he's a role model in football. You know the usual tripe that footballers have to get told by the FA. Sounds like you want to be punished. I don't really care if I'm being honest with you. Like I said, the issue you do have no. to look at though is. You... Suarez obviously sent it to an opponent, so slightly different uh, circumstances. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But he, he did get a twelve-match ban for saying the exact same word. Mm. Now Cavani's like posted it for everyone to see. Suarez said it to a guy on the field that we're not even sure if he said it or not. You know, yeah. so he's got to get some kind of punishment. Yeah. Otherwise, the FA is just a joke. Like mm. I'm, I don't expect him to get twelve games because no, like, no, no, it is like. I guess friendly banter between teammates. I don't know how his teammate takes it. It I'm was sure. just banter. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be just like Bernardo Silva. Oh, we're friends. We joke all the time. But you know, this is for the world to see. Mm. There needs to be punishment. Like you can't just say whatever. Yeah, he yeah. has to be seen as a role model, and a free match ban should be minimum punishment, really. Yeah, agreed. And based on this weekend's results, it looks like Man City the only team that actually. Wants to compete for the Premier League title. Yeah, based on this week's results, we seem to say yeah, that they every, need to get every... back into it somehow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they haven't been scoring a lot of goals, but I mean, I, we, I feel like we keep saying this every week. Um, I don't want to like go into any of the specific results because we can. I'm sure we can cover that on Prem Focus, but it's it, it. It just seems like right now every team's sort of struggling with consistency. One week, one team's no, going to win. Where everyone, no one wants to win it basically, uh, and I'm still waiting. For a standout team to, I guess, press their claim and string, I guess, uh, a winning run together 
the most likely team at the moment seems like well up until this afternoon's game was maybe Chelsea but even them like they don't really they haven't won the league in the last few years so it's hard to sell but um, um eventful without going into the details especially the Liverpool game because that's going to be an interesting one to cover on Prem Focus yeah and you talk about teams and consistency Two teams that aren't struggling for consistency are, in fact, over in La Liga, and that's Atletico and Real Sociedad, who are currently mm. on five-game winning streaks. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting league, though. I, I personally have, I think, Atletico Madrid. I think Gary said it, actually. That this, mm-hmm. They're going to win it. I can't see... that. that, that it's their time to come, really. Um, Barcelona have completely fizzled out. Um, Atletico Madrid's time, really, is now to assert some dominance on the league and win it. Yeah, I, I can agree. I, I think, like... Even yesterday's was right. Real Madrid lost at home as well, and I feel like if they don't take advantage of this opportunity, Atletico Madrid, they they might not get a better chance of winning the league at least for the next five years. Because Real Madrid yeah. and Barcelona will, well, Barcelona let to a less extent, but Real Madrid will definitely get better in the coming seasons. There's rumours of like Mbappe and Haaland potentially coming and joining uh, Real Madrid. But as it stands, Real Sociedad are actually losing at home to Villarreal. So if it stays like oh, okay. that and Atletico win their two games in hand, yeah, they'll be six points clear already after yeah, these yeah. eleven games. And am I right? Atletico won it a few years ago. Or am I imagining it? They did. It was the yeah. two thousand and thirteen fourteen season. Okay, they, they yeah. won on the last day. Fair enough. Okay, and the Bundesliga. We... And I would just like to say though, we keep saying Barcelona are having an awful season, but if they win their two games in hand, they could go above Real Madrid. Who... Similar, similar to the Premier League, really. They, yeah. You see the teams in these Still positions. Quite but... wide open. Yeah, definitely. And Real Sociedad are just equalised. <laughs> oh, there goes that one out of the window. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and in the Bundesliga, Bayern extended their lead. So um, now two points clear. It's not the most convincing points gap, but for a team like Bayern, we just expect that to keep um, building, 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 right? Building, yeah. 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 Dortmund slipped up, um, which. I guess isn't really that much of a surprise at the moment. Bayern, to be to be to, we have to give credit to Bayern. Like they were dominating pre-COVID as well, and they've just seen they've just carried on that form even behind closed doors. Like I feel like they're probably the best team that's coped with the the behind closed door situation. I feel like a lot of the other teams have struggled with it. To it's made a bigger impact for the the smaller sides, but even like the bigger side, like. Um, the Liverpool game, for example, yesterday, I feel like we could have really done with a crowd there um, and it would have made a difference. But yeah, Bayern just look unstoppable. Uh, they're going to be up there in the champ- contenders for the Champions League, of course, as well. And a team that's really struggling is um, Schalke at the moment. I know they oh, haven't goodness. had, a, had, they haven't had a, a couple of great seasons, but is it a surprise to see them with only three points and a minus 22 goal difference? Well, if you watch them after they started re- uh, restart the season last uh, back in June, uh-huh. May time, June time, they were they were dreadful. Yeah, like even at the end of last season, they their form just dropped massively, and everyone looked like they could score five against them, and they've just carried mm. that into the season. Like they just don't look like a team that can win. They used to be uh, like a, a good solid top seven team, right? Yeah, yeah. They they used to have some really good players as well. Um, they were actually competing in the Champions League. Well, not like competing for the trophy, but they were in the Champions League uh, a while back as well. And mm-hmm. I guess they they sold a lot of players, um, and they just yeah dropped off. And they have not won a game for a very very long time. So, okay, 
relegation candidates potentially as well. Yeah, it looks that way. Yeah, I think they're all but gone down already, to be honest. I mm. know it's still like only a quarter of the way through the season, but the quality in their team just isn't good enough to keep them up. I think they could be a bit like Hamburger, where they'll just go down and they'll struggle to get back up. Mm. They just don't, I'm pretty sure they got money problems as well, so they yeah. don't really have the option to just spend in January and help themselves. So. Yeah, I'll be ashamed to say, certainly. Um, and in Syria, things seem to be spicing up a bit. Milan have taken, I believe last week, Sassuolo were on top, if I remember correctly. I, I wasn't here last week. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but do we think AC, this is AC Milan's year? Uh, it's only five points clear. They're looking good. They're looking good. And Ibrahimovic inspired as well. Yeah, I, th- I still think I still think it's a bit too early. If they're still top after Christmas, then that's when I think they got a really good chance. Yeah, Juve haven't really been that good either. They've been, been consistent at all. No, they? they've been dropping a lot of points, which has actually been a quite common theme across the top five leagues. When you when you look at it, apart from maybe even buying to league, an extent, league one, Le- league one, even yeah, but even in league one, PSG drew this weekend as well. Oh, all. Okay. Uh, so a lot of the big sides are dropping points. Um, I think. Yeah, right now it's too early to say. Ace Milan are obviously looking very good, but if I was still going to put my money on the side, I'm still going to go with Juventus. And yeah. I think Ronaldo will, uh, yeah, especially Ronaldo's fit and firing until the end of the season. I, I still see them winning it, but I think it might be a lot closer than in previous seasons. Maybe you want to touch on League One a bit because you know you've just made me aware PSG did in fact draw uh, draw with Bordeaux. Um, who aren't having a great season themselves. So do you think that other teams have a chance to catch PSG and take advantage of this? Uh, no, I don't know. I, I just don't see any other team really competing with PSG, if I'm being honest. like Leon, yeah, maybe. But even then, if you like, they've like, the Leon of a few years ago when they had um, Nabil Fakir um, and maybe Lacazette, then I could see that happening. Or that, that great Monaco side that was ironically the last sort of side that's not called PSG to win a, to win a league title in mm. France, maybe. But even then, like PSG, every time I watch PSG, it's weird. Every time I watch them, they always drop points. Yeah, they still end up winning the league Storch anyway. Stop watching, I'm sorry. They win and they're in the Champions League as well. Yeah, so I, I PSG will still win the league. They can drop as many points. I just feel like they're always just going to still end up winning the league. It's a monopoly okay. over there. And Gary, do you want to talk about your beloved Ajax? Who, to another be honest, five, I another thought five nil win. I thought they would have been your team that you would have supported had it not been Liverpool. To be honest, yeah, I think I just went for Orchard just because the bill don't go for Luton. <laughs> Fair uh, <enough>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, they won five nil again. They've got they've got twice as many goals pretty much as any other team in the league which is just absolutely crazy after 10 games yeah they beat uh, fc m&m right m&m yep that's the one they beat m&m the prolific M&M. rapper they beat him five now but yeah they beat fc m&m uh five nil who are actually bottom of the league so it's not that much of a surprise but they stay two points ahead of the T's who won again um, and you talked about PSG being so dominant in League One. The T's, like, they're okay, but they're only doing so well because they're just beating all the teams that aren't Ajax, and that's all <laughs> you have to do. So if in France there's a team that can just beat everyone that's not PSG, yeah. you've got a chance of winning the league. Oh, and you look at Lille at the moment, 
they're losing to Etienne tonight at the moment, and it's nearly half time. But if they win, the level on points with PSG, mm. and a quarter of the way through the season, you know, that's quite a decent platform to be at. Um, it's not bad. So yeah. there's definitely, I definitely think PSG might not win the league if one team can just step up and start beating everyone else. Is it time for Neymar and, well, mainly Mbappe, I'm thinking of, to move on to somewhere better, somewhere bigger for them now? Because how long is Mbappe going to stay there? No, I Mbappe, think... Mbappe will leave at the end of the season, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, um... I think Mbappe considers himself a potential for an all-time great, and I, I don't think he'll get it at PSG. Cause I, don't, I mean, he's already got a World Cup, to be fair to him. That's more than, than mm. Messi's got. But um, I don't think he'll ever get a Champions League at PSG. And although he's got a bunch of League One titles, then people don't really rate them that highly. I think he needs to go to a different a different league, and I think he knows it. Where would you yeah. like him? To, where would you like to see him? I think Spain's the obvious choice. I'd like to see him in the Premier League, but not for anyone else but Liverpool. Mm. Um, although that might make sense for him in the long run. Um, but I think Spain would probably be the most likely choice and probably the smartest for him. Um, and I think it'll be a similar thing for Neymar. Really, he's. He's a lot older than Mbappe, and if he really wants to put himself back in that discussion, I think he needs to go either back to someone like Barcelona or, dare I say, go to Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what do you think about that question, guys? Well, yeah. I actually technically think Mbappe and Neymar leaving PSG would be best for PSG because right now they've got all their financial resources into those two players because mm. of how expensive their contracts are. Like between the two of them, they earn over a million euros a, a you week. Could, you could build a whole second team <laughs> with that money. It, it, you yeah. really could. Like you could invest that money so much, and they could, and they could build a proper well. Champions League yeah. winning squad instead yeah. of relying yeah. on two players every year. How much? Are they, how you, much are their wages a week? Do you reckon? Uh, well, I believe Neymar's is about eight hundred fifty thousand euros a week. Just, the thing is, if, that, if you're earning eight hundred fifty thousand a week, like blimey, you could get like six or five world class players at like a, a st- the yeah. standard rate, couldn't you? Exactly. So you're not yeah. wrong. You're not wrong at all. And that's just for one player. If you mm. replace one player, you get six world class players. Like you could really build a Champions League winning squad if you got rid of those two players. Obviously, with those two players, if you could get the rest of the players in, but you can't afford them because of financial fair play. So they, they've really relied on them two players to try and win in the Champions League, but two players don't win you the Champions League. Yeah. You look at the rest of their squad this season as well, like they've lost Thiago Silva. Their whole back four now are very average players. Like I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up in a mid-table Liga 1 team next year. That's mm-hmm. how poor they are. So the only standout players they've got are their attacking players, but yeah. you can't. You can't... You can't rely on the attack. Every week. Exactly. You can't rely the on one position. So many times in the Champions League. Like Definitely. a few years ago against Barcelona is like perfect example. Mm. Okay. Um, there were no Scottish Premier League games this week, but it was the Scottish Premier League Cup, I believe. So perhaps someone wants to run through the results. Well, well, Scottish 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 League, isn't it? Well, Celtic, Celtic got knocked. <laughs> yeah, so Celtic got knocked out by Ross County. Uh, 2-0, and that ended there. I think it was their 35 winning streak in cup competitions. Uh, so they're out, which automatically then made Rangers favourite, and Rangers won 4-0 away from home. Uh, so are you telling me, Nabil, Stevie G could be winning the double? Potentially, mate. It, it could happen. It could happen. I'm not I'm not going to stick, uh, stick, uh, stick out there and say, you know what, he's going to do the it. Treble. Or the treble, you Oh no, no, definitely not. Not after, not after last, uh, last Thursday's 
result uh, performance where they were two 0 up and then drew two all. Uh, sorry, but yeah, sorry. but yeah, I guess Rangers are favourites to win that cup competition now. Similarly, cool. I guess you could say they're favourites in the league at the moment. But a long Who way to go yet. guys. <laughs> had it here first. <laughs> <laughs> what what what's the fourth competition there? A Scottish FA Cup. Oh, yeah, there's so many. Three. There's so many. Cup they got ones. two cup competitions over there, so nice. They go into that after Christmas. Wow. Okay. He's gonna win it all. He's gonna win it all. Yeah, and he's coming home. Well, he's eleven points clear right now with Rangers, which is not quite actually, impressive. Not, not to blow his burst his bubble. It's not exactly <laughs> some feat in the Scottish league. <laughs> West Ham might be able to win that league. So he's triggering yeah, the bill. I guess it's more... No, 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 no. Okay, no. He's right. <laughs> no, he, no, he's right. Like It's not that big of an achievement. But I guess when you're Rangers and you haven't won the league for a long time... and He's basically... not ready to replace Jurgen Klopp anytime soon. No, no, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't no, no, replace no. him. I wouldn't replace him with Jurgen Klopp either. He needs to do a lot more in his managerial career. Maybe a, maybe a championship club like uh, Frank did for a little while. Yeah, or a Premier League Definitely. club. That's not called Liverpool, maybe. Or United, <laughs> I guess. United. Boy, You'd love to see him at United, wouldn't you, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, mate. Of course. <laughs> Club and all that. Over there, switching. It that'd, be, like it. that'd be horrible. Yeah. Club <laughs> legends for one of your favourite clubs. <laughs> Managing one of your other favourite clubs. <laughs> hey, mate, it's happened before. It's happened before. It certainly has. Um, let's come away from football for now. Uh, we do get we do get quite excited talking about football, but let's uh, let's talk about the boxing and. Mike Tyson, the comeback fight oh, uh, with Roy Jones Jr. Yeah, um, I, I didn't watch it live. I saw the highlights and it kind of looked like what I expected. It basically was a sparring match. It was two dads um, fighting. Two, yeah, it looked like two dads fighting at a barbecue, right? Yeah, literally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> neither of the guys were happy with the results, but it was very much Mike Tyson being aggressive and Roy Jones being very passive, trying to soak up a lot of the pressure he did get some good shots in but um yeah it, it's it is what it is um I, it, it probably is a slight anti-climax from for me at least and if you guys get to check out the highlights i watched the highlights oh. I, i'd say mike tyson he, he looks pretty good uh, considering his age yeah he's in he good looks, shape definitely yeah, yeah. um but oh, i guess I real I I don't think I need to see the highlights now. You said it's two like two dads fighting at a barbecue. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I would I wouldn't recommend it, mate. I think the one the fight you should watch the highlights for is Daniel Dubois versus Joe Joyce. Now that was a fight and a half. That yeah. Um, Joe Joyce. Uh, both these guys were coming into the fight with unbeaten records. Uh, both undefeated, and it was a brutal fight. Like Daniel Dubois basically took a knee to stop the fight in the end. Because his just his left eye socket, I believe, was just so badly damaged. Um, so Joe Joyce ended up winning that one. But I guess there's a lot. There was a lot of hype uh, with Daniel Dubois. So people have sort of been knocking him down now since then. Um, but a lot of people have been saying he'll come back. He's still relatively young, so I'm sure he'll he'll get his shot at a world title in the future. But nonetheless, like is is it was a really good fight to watch. Um, last night. Okay. Uh, great stuff. Thank you, Nabil. And we are now going to come away from the sport and highlight of the week. And Sorry. <laughs> we're going to come away from the sports roundup and we're going to go into our sporting highlight of the week. So, Gary, care to kick us off with your highlight? Yes, yeah, so I said about Jose D'Souza winning the Grand Slam of darts. Um, and, 
Yeah, so he's been on the PDC tour under two years now, which obviously isn't a very long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, not that long ago, he was actually a kitchen fitter. Wow, and he's 46 cool, years old, and he's just won 125 grand wow. from winning that tournament. So it's just another example of it's never too late to get into it. You know, you joked about doing it earlier. Um, and he just proved it. He's not someone in the greatest game. <laughs> Well, you know, he did it at 40. He went into it at about 44. You know, I'm still quite far away from that. You'll have to switch from the Copperberg to the beers, though, Gary, I'm afraid. Yeah, I will have to. I think I have a job as a kitchen fitter as well. But, you know, if it gets me 125 grand in 21 years, I'll do it. I'll take one for the team. Uh, But no, it's an unbelievable achievement considering his story. And no one expected him to win at all. So it's a nice underdog story as well. Definitely. We all love an underdog story. Great stuff. And Nabil, your sporting highlight of the week? Uh, yeah, so I'm going to go with fans being allowed um, back into the sporting arenas as of, yeah, well, next week, basically, back in the next week. Um, it's not it's not of, like full capacity, but I guess it's a start. And it would just it's just going to be nice watching a game and not having, like, fake, have fake crowd noise and... It's it's a, it's a it's a it's a good start uh, to progress towards hopefully full capacity. I reckon by spring summer next year, which the rumours are is if the vaccine everything all works out, um, then we should be at full capacity for sort of sporting arenas. Hopefully for the Euros because that's going to be a, a treat and a half. That mm, yeah, especially England versus Scotland at Wembley. Good luck getting tickets for that. That would be yeah. mental. So they come announced. Yeah, I would love to get a ticket for that game. Yeah, likewise. Definitely. Okay, um, my sporting highlight of the week was, in fact, uh, Riyad Mahrez's goal against Burnley. Oh, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. When I saw it, I just thought, you, you know, you don't see this kind of goal enough. It was a, it was a clever throw in. I think it was Kyle Walker, if I remember rightly. I only saw it the once, but uh, you know, they they beat the offside trap because it was a throw in. Um, I just makes you realise how good a player Morris is as well. Sometimes I know oh, it's only he's, Burnley, but geez, some he's of the incredible. That's just the yeah. he's on a, a real hot streak right now. You just that form came through, and I don't like to blow a Man City player's trumpet too much, but he, I think they're <laughs> really going to rely on him a lot this season. Okay, and Adam, your sporting highlight. Yeah, it's not a highlight as such, but um, just the just the Roman Grosjean incident. Just the fact that everything sort of. It proved the safety that the measures put in place worked, um, and just seeing him get out of the car was a miracle in itself. And um, even just the way that the, the stewards acted and the people in these situations, because obviously, if a car goes up in flames, your natural inclination isn't to run towards it. And the amount of people that ran towards the car to help him were um, it's really good to see. And it shows that it all comes together really at the end of the day. And years of preparation and planning does 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 help. And um, the safety is there, and the fact that Grosjean's alive is the number one thing. So that sort of my nice highlight, as per se, of the of the week, really, that all it all came together, and he um, Grosjean's still around. Yeah, definitely. Thank goodness he is still alive. Yeah. Um, okay, we're going to go into the final segment of the show today, and we have a very special episode. And in a moment, I'm going to hand over to Mr. Adam <laughs> Noble. And yes. today, in fact, Gary Painter is going to be competing in oh, the quiz. This is going to be competing as well, actually. All of yeah, all of us. Yeah, but um, of course, our, our quiz master will be taking part in the quiz. This is bigger than Ant and Deck doing a Bush Tucker trial. So, Adam, over to you. A monumental quiz this week. I've put lots of effort in. Um, I like to say that anyway, but it's, it's going to be good. 
it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting that Gary's competing now because he, he, in my opinion, he's probably the most knowledgeable out of all of us. It's going to be good Definitely. to test him to see how uh, how good he actually is. So there's four different rounds today. Um, four different rounds. Um, two individual rounds and two rounds that you'll be able to shout out the answers for. So before we begin, can everyone choose a buzzer noise for themselves, please? Huzzah! Always how's that. It's always how's that. Yeah, it's always how's that. Simon, you want to go next? What's your buzzer noise? Your beauty! I always go Gary? for that. Meow! <laughs> Is that a cat or a plane? I think it might be a cat. <laughs> Is that a cat or a plane? Can you fire a plane? I, I don't know. I just thought I'd make a noise. <laughs> okay. Alright, that's actually your buzzer noise. You won't need it for the first round. So the first round... Meow! But yes, thank you, Gary. It's basically the master... Just Is making it sure my buzzer worked. Thank you very much. Um, it's a bit of a mastermind, basically. So before the quiz today, I got you all to pick four, uh, four different topics. I got you to pick a topic, which I've given you five questions on. Um, so this is basically a points build around. You probably want to get a lot of these right, because the next round you're going to have to shout out the answers for. So first things first, Simon, you're the first person this week oh. to be answering questions. And you chose boxing bo- from the last decade. Big bad boxers. Big bad boxers from the last decade. <laughs> Um, the heavyweight boxers, I said. I didn't see the heavyweight, mate. I chose. I just chose boxers. So <laughs> kidding, <luck. man. laughs> well, he's screwed already. Then <laughs> I'm screwed. I'm screwed. No, in, fairness, in, fairness, in fairness, next round. In fairness, in fairness, these are quite. These aren't. These aren't too hard, and most of them are heavyweights. So okay. you should be okay. Okay. So, who did Deontay Wilder defeat in November 2019? His last victory before his rematch with Tyson Fury. Uh, Lewis Ortiz. Correct. So I was going to mark the answers down. Correct. How many times has Anthony Joshua fought outside of the UK? Twice. Once in Saudi Arabia, once in USA. Oh, he's on fire. He is on fire. Very good. Thank you very much. Which fighter starred as Pretty Ricky Conlon in the Rocky spin-off film Creed? That would have been, um, you're the false Creed, Tony Bellew. Correct. <laughs> I love it. I love it. In which German city did Tyson Fury defeat Vladimir Klitschko in 2015? Oh, it's German city. I, I think I know this as well. If I don't know, does it go to one of them? No. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say it's either Berlin or Munich, and I'm going to say Berlin. Incorrect. It was Dusseldorf. Oh, yeah, that's okay. what I was going to say. Of course. I was going to say that. <laughs> I actually was, but yeah. They all doubt me. This is the mastermind round, so I'm not letting you nick it on this round, unfortunately. Um, James DeGale and Badu Jack met in the unification <laughs> of... I can't... Is that, correct me. Is that how you say it? Badu Jack? Yeah. yeah. Badu Jack met in unification bout in the WBC and IBF Superweight Middleweight World Titles. What was the result of this fight? Um... Um, I think someone... Is this the one where some guy had a huge lump coming out of his head? <laughs> I think Badu Jack destroyed the other guy by knockout, but he also gave him like um, a huge lump on his head. Am I right? That must like, have been the rematch. Is that your answer? That's my answer, yeah. What are you going for here? should have said no. He clearly just told you it was wrong. <laughs> I know. Uh, okay, well, let's go. Points, points decision against Badu Jack. It was a draw. It was a draw, okay. It was a draw in the end. Nice. Three points in that round, Simon. Not too bad, not too not shabby. Bad. I'll take it, I'll not take too, it. Not too shabby. So up next is the usual quiz master himself, Gary Painter. 
Let's go. And he went for tennis and 2010s. <laughs> Gary's favourite sport, by the way. It's all he talks about is tennis. Well, we'll see how he gets on with this. <laughs> I should have made these really hard, but I haven't. I don't think I have made it too hard anyway. Okay, you ready, Gary? Yeah, let's go. Which WTA star ended 2010 as the number one? The world number one, sorry. Yeah, which WTA star ended 2010 as the world number one? Let's go Serena. Incorrect. Caroline Wozniacki. Which player caused a major shock by beating Roger Federer in the 2010 Wimbledon quarterfinal? 2011, sorry. Did I say 2011? I feel like I said 2011. We well, started with 2010, then you went 2011. Yeah, sorry, I'm progressing through some of the years. Which player caused a major shock by beating Roger Federer in the 2011 Wimbledon quarterfinal? Yeah, anyone. I'm going to go Thomas Burditch. Incorrect. Joe Wilfred Tsonga. It's not exactly a massive shock, is it? Well, this is what the question is. I was always good at Wimbledon. <laughs> He threw his did, body to the bloody ground for every I point. didn't write all of these questions. I have picked them off a website because it was, oh, it was easy. Andy Murray became the first <laughs> British... I thought I went on a website. Andy Murray became the first British man to win a Grand Slam singles title since which player? That's not 2010, was it? Well, That's Murray easy as well. That's easy. Gary will get this easily. Well, is he going to get it then? Fine. Andy Murray became yeah. the first British man to win a Grand Slam singles title since which player? Come on, Gary. You should know <laughs> yeah, this. I'm, I'm not thinking, mate. I also don't understand how this is a 2010 question. After I mean, it's not. It's not a 2010 question, but Andy, still. Andy Murray became the first British man to do it in the 2010s, so this is where it's come yeah, from. Yeah, but you're asking me about a guy in the 60s or 70s. Well, you should know. Oh. He's really going to have to think about something this. Something Baker. Uh, Ted Baker. Let's go. Yeah, it's nice for a pair of... Fred Perry. Oh, it was a brand. I knew it was a brand. <laughs> <laughs> Gary's favourite brand, that as well. He loves the Fred Perry track. <laughs> okay. Which player won her first Grand Slam title at the US Open in 2015 and then announced her retirement? Which player? What? Which player won her first Grand Slam title at the US Open in 2015 and then announced her retirement? Hanchukova. Nope, it's Flavia Panetta. Okay, so you're really, really, really struggling with these ones. I thought you'd have got all of these, actually. I don't think they were. These were much harder than Simon's. <laughs> no, because this. Okay, I'm not going to go into it now. Andy Murray claimed his first ATP singles title in more than two years since undergoing two hip surgeries, but in which city? Oh, city. Well, it was in Belgium, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, so let's thing. go Antwerp. Correct. He gets one point. Nice. And gets one point. Two out of five. One out of five, mate. One out of five. <laughs> one out of five, even. Bloody hell. Give them the points. Give them the points. The math test comes next. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Right, Nabil. Ash is in the 2010 and 2011. Yep. The first test started badly for England when the captain, Andrew Strauss, was out of the duct to the third ball. Mm-hmm. Which player ensured the game would be a draw by scoring 235 not out in England's second England. Alistair Cook. Alistair Cook. Correct. Having been dropped after the first test, which Australian bowler made a successful return to the team for the third test and contributed greatly to their only win of the series? Mitch Johnson. Blimey. He doesn't even have to think about it. Two for two. Two for two. 
During the third Ashes test, Ricky Ponting suffered which of his in which injury? Um, finger injury. Just guess. Ooh. It is cricket. That's a good guess. It is, it's a broken finger. So do I allow that? He, finger oh. injury, broken finger. Come on. Okay. Nah, mate, that's not. He didn't say broken it, finger. Did it's it? a finger. It's a finger at the end of the day. I said <laughs> finger. <laughs> he asked which injury. Like you just know the body part. <laughs> oh, finger. What? What injuries can you do to a finger apart from bloody? Could have just been a sprain. I'm gonna oh. give it. No, but are we talking hand, finger, foot, finger? <laughs> yeah, exactly, mate. Like just hand at points now. Okay. <laughs> All right. Having ensured that they would at least retain the Ashes by winning the fourth test, England celebrated with their supporters by performing which dance? Oh, this was the... Um, oh, shit. It's such an easy one as well. Uh, the, the sprinkler. The sprinkler dance. Oh, where did you get that from? I remember doing it. I remember from? doing it. What was the questions on? Cricket in the 2010s and 2011s. Yeah, there was a dance. There was a dance. I really should have narrowed mine down a bit more. I remember the bill doing it at Manor Park. <laughs> yeah, the sprinkler. Sprinkle, I remember this. Bloody hell. Right, it could go five for five here, Neville. Yep. The fifth test resulted in England's third innings win of the series. Which England bowler established himself as the leader of the attack by taking seven wickets in the match? Jimmy Anderson, the GOAT. For five England. for five, Neville. Yes. Five for five. Wow, okay. I really should have chose a more secluded subject rather than just once more yeah. over a decade. You did, you, did, you, <laughs> you did give me a large period to choose from. Yeah. Right. So on to the next round. Name the pl- <laughs> I have taken this from my quiz I usually do on the um, Prem Focus show. So it's name the player. I'm going to name you different players and their career their career history. Um, mm-hmm. They are all Premier League players. Okay. Um, I did do it in the 2010s, but I, I'm not going to say 2010s because a lot of these players were in the Premier League prior to that. Um, so these begin. guys aren't playing now. They're not. They're not necessarily playing now. No. Okay. But they have played in the Premier League. This is the buzzer round, right? Yes. So yeah, shout out as soon as you know. Okay. And you, if you get if you shout out and guess wrong, you can't just keep buzzing and you'll get locked out until someone else answers. Okay. So first one started his career in 1998 at Le Mans. He then went to Jungamp. Then he transferred to Marcel. He joined Chelsea in 2004. Huzzah! I'm going to get this wrong, but I think it's Claude Makaleli. Incorrect. You're now locked out until someone else guesses. Oh, Your beauty! I'll say that. Simon? Uh, I don't know if he played for Marseille, but I'm going to say Drogba. Oh, Correct. shit. Yes. Come Correct. on. <laughs> yeah. I know he played in France, but I didn't know it was for Yeah, Marseille. yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Next okay. up. Started their career in 1998 at Tottenham Hotspur. They went on loan to Dulwich Hamlet and then on loan, on loan to IFK Hasselholm. <laughs> that was a hard one. They joined Queen's Park Rangers in 2000, then went to Portsmouth, then to Aston Villa, joined Norwich City on loan, then went to Southampton, then they played for Liverpool in 2005, joined Portsmouth post-Liverpool, they went back to Tottenham Hotspur in 2009, they then spent a number of years at Stoke City. Meow. Oh, yeah, right. I know. No. I, I, I fake Peter Crouch. Yeah. Correct. Fuck. Right. That, was, that was a long one, guys. I thought you got that one a bit sooner. I thought I had it, and then I was like doubting myself, and then I realised I didn't have it. And I then, can't uh, understand the team you said third. Yeah, the oh, yeah, sorry, no, no, no. 
The IFK Hasselhoff. I don't think that was really going to define your guessing on that one. No, no. They play, they play, he played eight games for them and scored three goals. Okay. Um, what next a record. Player, next player in the mm-hmm. Premier League. Yeah. They spent they spent eight years at Bordeaux. They then went to Arsenal in 2010 to 2013. How's that? They do. Go on. Laurent Koscielny. Incorrect. No. Oh. They then went to West Ham on loan. Oh, for fuck's sake. I should have just let And him. then they went to Crystal Palace per- on a permanent transfer. And they ended their career, apparently, at Cardiff City. Wow. So you said they went from Arsenal to Crystal Palace? No, sorry. They went from Arsenal and they spent a season on loan at West Ham. Oh, a season on loan at West Ham. And then they went to Crystal Palace. Oh, no. No. That's wrong, Alexander. Buzz- Simon, it's the, the bill you can buzz back in now. This is Gary's guest. Simon, you can guess as well. Uh, as soon as I say it, you'll know. Yeah, just give us a little bit longer. Uh, let me think. Um, I bet not hear anyone any typing in the background. No. <laughs> did, you say, did you say Palace? No. Yes, I did say Palace. You, did, you said Bordeaux. Palace. Oh, I know it for fuck's sake. Bordeaux. Arsenal, West Ham on loan, transferred to Palace, Cardiff Greasy City. Hair. Who? Greasy hair. Greasy hair. Oh, how's that? Maron yep. Shamak. Correct. Yes. Oh, Greasy oh, hair. That's that's the clue I needed. <laughs> All right. Greasy hair. You're, you're welcome, the bill. <laughs> uh, I don't understand why the bill got allowed back in when I get it wrong. No, so if you buzz in, get it incorrect, you're locked out until someone else guesses. Uh, I thought uh, we were just all locked out until everyone has put it wrong. No, I, I wouldn't have guessed Shamak. Next player. Yeah, carry on. I did say Greasier. <laughs> Started their career early on, and they went to Lens on loan. They then oh. transferred to Nice, and then they went to Marcel. They then joined Queen's Park Rangers in 2013 and spent a season there, and then they went on loan to Newcastle for the next season. How's that? Hello! Oh, um, ben Arthur. Incorrect. Your beauty! Simon. Like Remy? In- correct, sorry. Oh, Loic. Like, no, of course. Loic Remy. Loic Remy. Yeah, what a lad. What a lad. What a player. I knew you'd oh, get that. French bass players here, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> There's a bit of a theme going on. Like, you, you, love your, you love your baguettes, don't you, mate? <laughs> yes. Well, so you just type in players that played in the Premier League. I'm from. <laughs> that should have been the theme, really. Right, last player now. Last player. Yeah. Started their career at Kyoto Purple Sanga. They then transferred. Wait, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Keep, going, keep, going, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. They then transferred it. to PSV Eindhoven. Yeah. They then went to Manchester. How's that? United. How's that? How's that? Yeah. It's Jisung Park. Yes, correct. Yeah. Damn, Bill, oh, super the film. fan. The film got that fucking cute. <laughs> yeah. No, no, He's I got... had it. When you said that, I was like, I think I know this. And then you said PSV, and I was like, yeah, it's got to be this guy. You definitely... He has his autobiography, probably. Of course. Jason Park, right, yeah. Legend. Park, Legend. Park, yeah. Legend. Right. Game. This one is now that um, only one person will get a point. You don't have to buzz in. So it's the closest. Right, I'm going to give you four different stats. Okay. It's a person to guess to the closest to the number, basically, will get the point. And if it's a tie, each person will get a point. Okay. So you have to close guesses to the sum that I'm going to give you. Mm-hmm. So the first one is how many goals have been scored by the team in the top of in the form table this season? So how many? 24. 24 for Gary, Simon? 22. The top scoring team, right? Yeah, so the, top, the, the team is top of the form table. 
Okay. How many goals have they scored? Um, no, we say form table though. Like, I looked this mean, up just before, and they're currently mean... top of the form table. Okay. Form right. as in how long ago though? Well, this is form up to this date, apparently. I'm sure that's just the first. So the, the current Premier League table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so the current... it's the it's the for, not the current but the form table. Form Understand table. form? It's, it's normally on last five. The form table. I'm going to say. You oh, so is there already. only goals for the last five? No. Oh, many, okay. No, it's not. No, it's not. How many goals have been scored by the team top of the form table this season? Oh, top of the form table. Right. I, okay. I, I know what you mean now. I'm going to go with Simon. 20, 25. Simon, I mean, you said 22. I'm sticking with 22. And Gary? I, think, I went 24. I think Spurs would be top. Even though I think it's Simon lower. is correct. It's 19. Okay. Ooh. And who's and the, the team? team? Top of the form table is Villa. That is from a website and it is up to date because I checked all of it and it is telling me Villa is top of the form table. Interesting. What okay. bloody form table in yeah. Villa? <laughs> I swear they <laughs> lost their last game as well. Form in Villa. <laughs> At the other end of the table, how many goals have been conceded by the team top of the form table for goals conceded? So they're top of the form table for conceded um, goals. 22. Okay. Um, 20. Gary? Uh... Well, I don't really understand the form table, so I go 18. <laughs> Gary is dead on with 18. Nice. It's Fulham. Ah. It's Fulham are currently top of the table for conceding, so it's Fulham. Fair play. Fair play. What is the, what is the average shot, shots per match this season? <laughs> average shots well, per match? This, this, this is a bit of a silly round. It's not supposed to be easy. Per table. Uh, so I just oh no, it, all teams together. What is the average shots per match? So how many um, shots on average have been taken this season? Off target, on target, it doesn't matter. They could shoot and it goes seven. Out I'm going to go with seven. So it's not per team; it's per match. Per match, yeah. How many shots? What is the average shots per match? So I'm that's both say, teams combined, obviously. The bill. I'm, I'm going to say um, fifteen. Can I change my mind? Go... You can change it because you now understand the question. Um, can I go with? I'm going to go with eleven. Okay. I'm going to go thirteen. Oh, Simon wins it. But it was 24.67 is the average shots per match. Wow. That's high. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that is high. And the last one for this round. So this is a, this is a, so each put the pervert guesses right. This is a true or false, basically. So are more goals scored in the first or the second half of this, um, of the game this season? Second half. Um, second. So you'll get, you'll guess a point if you say first or second, if you get it right. Second, I think. So you both said second, Gary? I'll go first just because I need the points. Incorrect, unfortunately. It is second half with 55%. So more goals. It's 55 to 45, so it's very average. Right. So before the last round, Gary's basically all of these right to win. Um, The bill is in lead lead of eight. Simon is second with seven. Underdog story. There with four. So there's five questions here, and this is where you've got to shout them out. Okay. Um, so it's gonna be fastest again. Yeah. Uh, it, this this is a mix of all sports. I've tried to make it balanced because you'll probably know more about one than the other. Mm-hmm. So is everyone ready? This is yep. the final round. Here we go. Who signed a bumper deal with the Miami Heat this week? Uh, Miami Heat. Um, yep. Yeah, go on. Simon. I may have it. Uh, I'm gonna say. Bam Adebayo. Correct. Okay. I was never getting that. So, yeah. At what club did Maradona finish his career with? Hazard! The Bill. Uh, I'm going to go with River Plate. 
Incorrect. Ooh. No one Google this, by the way. Uh, I'll go Boca Juniors. Correct, Gary. Okay, fine. Okay. I don't mind Gary. You didn't buzz. I'll let you off that time. I did? Okay, I didn't hear you. It's okay. You got the point. So it's currently tied Simon Deville 8. If I haven't actually got a backup question, so maybe hopefully someone gets a point. <laughs> okay. Who lost in the World Championship of Pool in a shop defeat? Oh, mate, I'm not going to get this. Gary might. How's that? Oh, Simon. Paul. You said Paul. I thought he said Snowgrass. I was going to guess Ronnie. I think Simon <laughs> buzzed first. I, think I don't know buzzed. what he buzzed, though. He said my <laughs> bloody buzzer sound as well. <laughs> <laughs> Ignore me. I thought it was. Um, I thought you said Snooker. Nah, it's Paul, mate. Who lost in the World Championship of Paul in a shock defeat? Some guy. Meow. Yeah, Gary, Gary. Gett, mate. Uh, Paul Wilson. Incorrect. Oh. Adam, can you can you just give us the answer? Because none of us are getting this one. Come on, come on. This is come on. Hazard. I'm just gonna guess. Um, some. Ra- All right. So let's go with. Is this the guy from the other week? Who lost in the World Championship of Port in a shock defeat? And I looked this on BBC Sport about half an hour ago. So let's BBC Sport's lying to me. This is one of the biggest pool players. Are you talking about pool or snooker? I'm sorry, man. I, I do apologise. I've written down Paul and it's Snoop. How is that? We all need to get a point here for that one. No, we're going to redact that. Que- I will get a sec- I'll, get, I'll get a backup question in in a second. Okay. Like, we know it was Ronnie. I don't know. I don't know what. I'm sorry. I don't know what inspired me to write down Paul. Alright. Right, I will get a backup question. I will need a minute in, after this. I've got two more questions and I'll, I'll get an emergency question written up. You clearly okay. prefer the first floor in Riley's as opposed to the ground floor. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> cool. Right. Who stunned Celtic into a shock? Huzzah! Whoa. Ross County. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Out of nowhere. Not like we've mentioned that today. Yeah, either. I know, right? Well, I, I wrote these. I wrote these before we wrote the notes. So. True that. True that. True that. Which right. NFL team is missing all four quarterbacks for I their game? Know, Simon, <laughs> I, know Simon. I said level, this one level. earlier on. Yeah, um, you did. No, Who is it? I still got this. Uh, I still got it's the uh, the Broncos. Correct. Okay. Oh, 9-0. 9-0. We're going to have to take a recording break whilst I get a backup question here. Give me two seconds. Oh, this is sort of we hard. haven't had all five, and you're currently drawing anyway, so we could oh, we could call this the shootout question if you like. We could. But this then what if the Gary gets right? Because then... Gary can't, Gary oh, yeah, can't catch up and you're both drawing at nine, so okay. this might as well be a yeah. backup question. Um, okay. Should I do a football question, guys, or should I just pick a really random sport? No, I do a random one. Random cause... sport, yeah. Yeah. Okay, let me go randomly. Oh, I've had to click cricket then. Yeah, um, I could do four. I could do Formula One, but I don't know how much you guys know about yeah, that. Yeah, go on, try. Yeah, do do Formula One then. I guess. Okay, this will t- this is how much have you been paying attention to me today then? Hmm. Who finished third in today's race? Uh, you beat Simon got there first. I'm, I was either second or third. I'm gonna say Bottas. Incorrect. Oh, tenth, mate. Um, he came term. Yeah. Bill, this is your chance. <sighs> I'm going to get this wrong. I know, but I'm going to go with Leclerc. Incorrect. Ah. Um, so they both got it wrong. Do we just keep rotating until you name the correct right? Yeah, just keep, going. just keep going. Who finished third today in today's race? Come on, guys. Uh, Weber. <laughs> he doesn't even drive anymore. <laughs> close, close to be fair. Close. Oh, still Vettel. Backup driver. No. Oh. Can I go? Come 
Yes, no doubt. Uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, if you don't get it this time, I might have to give up. No, no, just keep going, just keep going. Um, or not. Verstappen. Vettel, Vettel. Oh, no, Vettel. 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 Um, they're not going to get it, Gary. No, no, they will. They will. They will. We'll be here for the next thirty years. I got it. Don't worry, I think I've got will. it now. Uh, yeah, you said it. no. I haven't googled it. Uh, second driver. There's no time limit on this, right? No, just What's, keep going. Um, to the one of you will get it. Oh, it's that guy you always mention. It's that same guy you always mention. Sanchez. Albon. That's it. Oh, the bill. Where did you get that from? Just plucked it. I was thinking of Albion West. I was thinking West Bromwich Albion. That you googled that. Fuck off! Did you Google that? <laughs> I have not googled that. I don't even watch F1. Why would I? Why would I? Even, even Alexa doesn't understand. <laughs> fair play, Nabil. Fair play. <sighs> that was squeaky. That was that was squeaky. But Nabil is today's winner with ten. Simon with nine, and Gary with five. What? What? I'm just happy. I'm happy I got for being an idiot with my choice. I wasn't yeah. fully expecting to come last in this. I'm I'm happy that I took I hope it you well. enjoyed that quiz apart from the one issue. That was actually really good. Sport, yeah, that was, that was really good. Nice one. Awesome. So does that I mean do does that mean the Bills won the quiz four weeks oh. in a row? Yes. No, the Bills won it two weeks in a row now. The Bill, you're on a four, right? This is your uh, fourth week. No, it's my three peat, mate. I've done the three peat. Oh, it's okay. If he wins four, we stop doing the podcast. Yeah, I've done it, lads. The first deal. to the three, Pete. I'm basically the goat of the quiz. No, I'm joking. I'm not. No. Anyway, that no. was fun. That Cheers, was really Gary. good, guys. Yeah, uh, and thank you, Adam, for putting that together. That was a uh, very... I hope you enjoyed it. Well, a, spe- a special event for a special occasion, definitely. Anytime, that does just about do us for time, though. Uh, I, we appreciate everyone that's taken the time to tune in. I know you're all very busy people and taking time to listen to our podcast. So thank you for that. Thank you for all the support you've given us, all the likes, the follows, uh, the shares. It means an awful lot to all of us. Please do head over to our channel partners page, Mandrews95, for some top quality streaming content. And until next time, guys, bye-bye. Cheers, everyone. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.